What if the key to unlocking your best health could be found not in the medicine cabinet, but in the timing of your meals and your exercise routine? Welcome to Dare to Care with Michelle. Hi there, I'm Michelle Wyman. I'm your empowerment coach. Together, we are on a journey where my nursing knowledge blends with life coaching to guide you toward personal growth. We will harness your inner strength and celebrate every victory along the way. In this enlightening two-part series, we are honored to have Dr. Navruz Ali with us. He is an accomplished internist and an advocate for holistic health. Dr. Ali brings a wealth of knowledge in the fields of fasting and fitness. His unique insights will guide us through understanding the profound impact these practices can have on our overall health and well-being. Everyone, please welcome Dr. Ali. Do you tailor your advice, um, like with people with different health backgrounds, like how do people, um, like get, let's just say, how do you get started with running? I mean, it's not just, just go do it. How do you, like, how do, how do I, I've not run more than I used to, I ran cross country in school, hated yeah, it, hated it, hated it. Uh, <laughs> it my my uh, volleyball coach was also the cross country coach. And so if you wanted to play volleyball, you had to run cross country. Ah. That's how he, that's how he built his team. So, ah. But I did it and I, and I, and I, and I didn't, uh, I did well. I mean, I never quit. I always finished every race. I never quit a race. And, and, uh, I didn't prepare for it like I should have because I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter's into volleyball now too. So it's so interesting. Um, uh, and you're tall, so you must've dominated volleyball. I have, I have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, so I guess to get started, uh, and everybody comes from different backgrounds. Um, what, what helped me, I was actually, just talking to somebody about this on a on in a Facebook group. And um what I everybody will start differently, but what I did and kind of like uh when you do this program and then you again the program's 30 sessions, four modules, but like you get um like a progress tracker and in the progress tracker there's what I think you could start with. It's you know it's not written in stone, but right. Um, let's just say you're, you're not a runner, you're a walker, right? So what I would recommend again, always go slow, but like, for example, what worked for me is 30 minutes, um, of walking. Okay. And then depending on where you feel, you could increase that. So instead of walking, I I have a treadmill, um, and I run outside, I should be running outside now, but, um, I usually use a treadmill. So if I do 30 minutes walk, then what I would do is then change it to one minute walk, one minute run, and you can oh, gotcha. vary your speed. So at the end of it, at the end of say, or sorry, let's start with like two minutes of walking and one minute of running. Right. So then that's 10 cycles of three minutes, right? So about right. the end of it, you run for 10 minutes and then you can either dial up your speed. I, I suck at speed. So I just go for distance. Um, so then the next week you could go to one minute of running and one minute of walking. So now you've run 15 minutes. Um, some people, and this is a big thing is like, I, at the beginning, I mean, years ago, I would run and then around two miles or so, I'm like, there's no way. Right. 
And so what I would do is I would stop and then I'd, you know, say a bunch of stuff to myself that I probably shouldn't. And then I'd get off the treadmill, but you can do two miles or whatever, say a mile, if you tuck out at a mile and then just walk. And then when you feel that you're, you could push out another, you know, half a mile, quarter mile, do it. And it gets to a point where this is the other thing is I have to, I love running just cause I, it forces me to concentrate. Um, but sometimes you just want to be somewhere else. So what I do is like, um, this is totally going to date me, but I really like, for example, a really long run that I did like 20 miles was, um, I have, you remember the untouchables? Yeah. Okay. So there's this movie called the untouchables, which I love. I love like the gangster movies. And basically I put on the untouchables and I watched it from beginning to end. And after it was over, um, you know, it's not like I just, it was, it was over and then, you know, 20 miles was done, but it was a lot easier when your mind is occupied. Right. Right. Um, that has gotten to the point where um, before I would run, stop or walk for a little bit and then run again. Now it's gotten to the point where I'm running and I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, and what I'll do is like the sides of the treadmill, I'm still running, but I'm giving myself a little bit of support right. of not taking on my full body weight. And then I'll just let go. And so that's kind of like my little break in between. Um, and most recently, just cause I want, I just want to share everything if I can. <laughs> most recently I find something that's kind of like just really visually stimulating. Like I like a lot of the Marvel movies with a lot uh -huh. of effects and I'll put on cause I don't follow the plot anymore because I've seen the movies a hundred times. I'll just put on whatever music is speaks to me, you know? And just so I got my ears, I got music I like, and I'm watching stuff in my face, like visual stuff that's like Marvel movies or like a cartoon even, right. um, just to take your mind off of it. Um, but you'll find like, if you can concentrate for that long on a run, you can apply that to the rest of your life. Like, when you need to concentrate or like if there's a difficult patient, meaning difficult diagnosis, and you just need to stop and think about it, if you've been running and being and you've been able to um, concentrate for, say, an hour, it's no problem at all to just kind of like shut everything out and just think about the patient and the problem. Right. In front of you. It really applies to your whole life. And the other thing is just it's just so simple, like. There's no special diet. There's no, <laughs> you know, like you look at like, yeah. for example, these celebrities, like I kind of looked at like, uh, for example, like Oprah Winfrey, right? Um, she could eat filet mignon for every meal. If that was, if that was the ticket or food was the or food type was the ticket, she could do it. She right. could have somebody prepare it for three meals a day, six meals a day if she wanted to. Right. Um, but it didn't work. So, the other thing that I, it's kind of like, this is kind of another thing I really like about it is it's simple and anyone can do it. Right. And like, like, for example, like even um, like working out with a trainer, I recommend it, but it's not cheap, right? Right. But to go out there and just run outside or walk outside and certainly walk in nature is much better. I got to work on that, getting into nature. Um, it's, it's more it's, difficult here in Vegas. I mean, yeah, right it's now just, it's good, but when it's hot, it's hot, you know, yeah. it's too hot to go out and run sometimes. 
and yeah. and like not to talk too much about celebrities but when you like when you see like a celebrity have like they have something really like i don't know some really awesome food made for them right they probably really right. enjoy it. but let me tell you after a fast okay if you're fasting and say no one else at the table that you're at is has fasted that food is going to taste so good to you Oh, nice. <laughs> it, it, it's, Just like all your taste buds are on alert. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like the coffee. Because uh, there are, when I did the 72 hours, I would just do um, water and broth. And when I had that first coffee after 72 hours, oh my you God. Did, you did without coffee for 72 hours? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was just, it was that's a little disturbing. <laughs> I know, right? Many people died. No, I'm just kidding. Many people in the morning died. <laughs> <laughs> I no have a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't. Uh, a lot of the fast they allow you to have coffee. You just choose not to. No, no, that was just for the 72 hour. I have coffee on all my fast now. Okay. I do water and coffee. Um, I put stevia in my coffee, and so the, the, I guess the true, like the purists, would do nothing or coffee black. Um, I, I add stevia. Um, I have, uh, I've looked it up and stevia doesn't, in, uh, doesn't stimulate the insulin. Um, and I put, um, heavy cream. So like, uh, heavy cream should not stimulate insulin, but basically when you do basically you're, when you're fasting, it's really about just trying to not have insulin secreted. So, um, if you can eat something during your fast that doesn't secrete insulin, that's when you're golden because you're going to take the calories. If insulin is being secreted, you're going to take the calories and you're going to put them into fat storage. If insulin is in a low state, you're going to use the calories. You know what I'm saying? Or you're going to break down glycogen and, you know, glycogenolysis and all these other boring things that you and I could talk about, but I don't know that everybody else would. <laughs> what, uh, what is your suggestion? Uh, the first meal after a fast, I, they tend to say protein. Is that the same for you or do you just say yeah. whatever you. I think, I think um, we're all human beings and I like protein, but I think if you get through the fast, you should reward yourself for the first one. But yeah, in general, you want to, you want to eat something that doesn't stimulate insulin secretion um, or, or just celebrate that you could do it at all. Gotcha. And have whatever you want. Um, you, what you don't want to do, and I, I think a mistake is that you don't want to do it once um, and then overeat. However, I feel like if you're going to do the fast more, let, maybe what I would say is do your first fast, break with something like a high protein meal that, or any meal that doesn't stimulate insulin. Um, and then on your second fast, um, then maybe celebrate it, maybe celebrate that you could do a fast at all. And then you'll, you'll actually, uh, cause I have cheat days and uh, I mean, we all talk about, Oh, you eat food and you get energy, right? Okay. On my cheat day, okay, there's this area in my house, like this one part of the couch that I sit on. If I've had like a bunch of carbs, okay, I mean, I have not been able to finish one movie 
on my day. Okay. Like the kids will be there. My wife will be there. And we're sitting there watching a movie and I've just had, you know, a bunch of carbs. It's my cheat day. Oh, that's the other thing is I started with a cheat day. Try and make just a cheat meal because you can really blow it out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like a cheat meal. So I'll have a cheat meal and I, I just, I'm asleep. So, so if this high, you know, like high sugar, because we tend to think, oh, high sugar is going to go right to your brain and you're going to get all this energy. I I don't think so. Like when you have like a a really heavy meal um, or like I, I personally, I go into like this, not like a coma, but I am super sleepy. And and that gets back to your body just needs some time and energy to digest everything. Like if we could just get into the thought pattern that I'm going to eat all this wonderful stuff. I'm going to have, you know, avocados, I'm going to have high protein or whatever it is, but you're not digesting it right then and there. You got to give your body time. Um, kind of like, uh, I think I've heard, um, it's like, it's not, it's not like a, a highway with, uh, with like multiple lanes. It's just, it's just two lanes. One lane is helping you digest. And the other lane is you're in the action or you're in the mode of, um, being physical or being like like sympathetic, like you're needing to go and do something physical. Very cool. I like that. Too late highway thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, like if you really want to digest all the awesome food you've made, then you got to give yourself time to do that. You, I mean, of course, of course you have to give yourself the right fuel, but you have to give yourself time to digest it. And I mean, uh, this is just in my opinion, your body is made such that when you fast, you're just using every single resource from like, you know, depending on your belief system, but like you're using all these different resources from like thousands or tens of thousands of years to help you. And kind of like we were talking about um, cold plunges, right? Um, that that can potentiate endorphins. So like if you go on a run, you get an endorphin kick and then you do a cold plunge, you will need a uh, potentiation for those who don't understand is basically you're more receptive to it. Right. Um, meaning that the, 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 the receptors are upregulated and you need less of it now um, to get the same feeling. Um, but when you do a cold plunge, you're basically having to shiver and you're using all your body's resources and your body's like, oh my God, what just happened? I'm going to put all my resources into saving this body that I'm in. And I think what I found is when you're fasting, you're putting your body or you're giving your body a message that, hey, we need to, we need to use you at your full potential so that we can get food or find food. And what that means is that you're, you gotta be mentally sharp and you gotta be physically sharp. Um, and then the endorphins, the endorphins are just, you know, uh, I, I don't know what the age group is of people listening, but for example, when you have like sexual intercourse, right? It releases endorphins, it does stuff to your brain because we need to do that in order to propagate the species, right? True story. It's like, this, uh, it's like a, 
it's a way for a human being to continue to do what they're going to do. Advertisers know this, right? That's why everything's advertised with sex. But if you can get an endorphin rush from doing something healthy, then it's over. Then it's like, I'm not saying you've cracked the code, but you know, you're, you're doing something you're, you're become a, you've become addicted to something that's good for you. I love that. I love the the whole concept and having the brain chemicals, just having those positive chemicals thrown at your body and, and your body just absorbs them and becomes addicted to it. hundred percent. The same as our body can get addicted to cortisol, our body can get addicted to endorphins. And so you can choose, make that choice to run and get rid of, and you're going to drop your cortisol level and increase your endorphin. And it's just, you're just going to feel so good. I have to try it. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's like, it's like a drug, but it's in the perfect dose. There's no withdrawal. Uh, sorry. Now I, I don't want to say there's no withdrawal. I want to say that sometimes my wife will say, Hey, listen, you know, you need to go run or something. Cause <laughs> You're in a mood. <laughs> Let me ask, how, how's being a father, how's that influenced your approach at either healthcare or wellness? Um, either one. How, how, how's it approach? How's that becoming a father and being a father? And you're a great father, by the way. You, you guys have to, you, I, uh, at, right after you and I started talking, I was actually cleaning my kitchen move some stuff out and there was the card that you sent a uh, christmas card a couple of years ago i think you guys were in incredibles right 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 yeah i came fun. across that and i was like oh what a, that's strange i mean it was just such a coincidence but such an adorable family beautiful Thank wife you. um of course and gorgeous kids i that you know can't say any more about that but how's being a father how's that affect your approach on either healthcare or wellness I think, uh, you know, when we're younger, when we're younger um, and without children or without a wife for that matter, um, you think that you can do anything you want with your body. Um, but I feel like when you're a dad, you number one, you got to set an example. But number two, um, whether it's fasting, running, doing a clinic, you want to be an example of like, like, for example, to be able to do delayed gratification, or we were talking about meditation earlier. Um, when my kids, for example, are starting to, you know, nip at each other, right? <laughs> They're like, I'm like, okay, let's try and do X, Y, and Z. And they have like, it's really crazy. They have meditation for like us. And then they have meditation like tailored to like, um, like at the time, I think my son was like four. And so we all kind of sat down and we did like this meditation. And like, for example, our meditation, like the adults was like breathing exercises. Whereas right. for, for the boy, for the, for the, the four-year-old at the time, it was like visualizing like a balloon going up in the air. It's really, they have meditation exercises for these young kids. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been fabulous um, to be able to teach the kids, Hey, listen, I think the main thing is delayed gratification. If I could teach my kids delayed gratification, like don't do, like, you know, I'm talking about when they're older, but like, don't go out to like whatever party, like rock this test and right. then go off the party. Right. You know? Not like you can't have it, 
Just rock this test, delay your gratification, and then party. Um, so like, for example, fasting is delayed gratification or um, running. Actually, running, when you get the... It's pretty immediate, yeah. Yeah. It, and, and It like, has both. It does. And I, I, I think I'm like, if you're going to get into it, I'm actually kind of jealous because number one, when you first feel it, like... It's amazing. And it's, it's kind of like any other drug, like, you, you know, like people in like, for example, pain medications and all this, you can develop a tolerance. So for me, I feel like if the runs are under like seven miles now or eight miles, that's so far. Then, yeah. Yeah. Like, but before I was getting the endorphin kick a lot earlier. So right. see, I have this addictive personality. If, if like, what do I care if I'm running five miles or 10 miles. I mean, it's still good for my body, but the reason why I would do 10 is because I'm chasing a feeling, right? Okay. And, but it's healthy because you don't want to be chasing that feeling with cigarettes or alcohol or whatever. You want to be chasing this feeling. So, um, and and actually it's it's really fun to be able to run say more than your, like for example, um, some of my counterparts, like some of, for example, some of the younger nurses, right? Um, you know, when you're running as much or double or triple what they're doing, it's a lot of fun. It's actually a great confidence boost too. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, so when you're running this far, it's like, or fasting, the kids kind of look at you and they're like, oh, um, no, dad's fasting. I, you know, why Why is he doing this? Or right why does he run this much? Like, what is it about this? You know, like, you know, they know that I can have fun and they know that I like to do this and they, and I'm sure they make the correlation like, Oh, dad's not like somebody who's boring. He doesn't like to party or have fun, but he does choose to run and meditate and fast. What, what is it about that, that he likes, you know? So yeah. um, it's interesting. Yeah. I actually, I created, um, I created affirmation sheets. I, I, I love my affirmations. That's one of the things that I like to do every day. Um, so I have different ones. I have, uh, I'm going to show you and, and you, uh, y'all. So this is the success one. So this is just for reading. I, I actually put that in with, I include that with my book. Uh, we have speaker affirmations and, um, affirmations for fitness Oh, cool. Uh, and then affirmations for health, because that's two different things for me. Uh, yeah. But the one that I, I actually had the most fun making is this one. And it's affirmations for kids. Oh, I love it. And it's I just, it. you know, it's saying things like, I'm a great friend. I'm creative. I'm helpful. I believe in myself. And I matter because so many kids don't even realize it. it's it. Parents don't do it on purpose. But they um they forget that they matter and that their opinion matters and um i'm in control of my thoughts i'm in control of my body you know kids have to know that they can control their thoughts um that they don't have to be angry yes that they don't so have key. to feel that way so key. uh i'm proud of myself i'm amazing uh i'm in charge of my happiness you know because it's it, it's not just for your kids who, but it's for any for kids who are in uh, lower income areas too to know that they can be in charge of their happiness. What I love about what you're teaching, uh, fasting and running, it's free. Yes. You don't have to pay a dime. You can pay for the course, 
but actual fasting, actual running, that's free. You don't have to worry. You can't say, you can't tell me, well, I can't afford to be in, in good shape because I, I can't afford it. Well, no, fasting is free. It's right. cheaper than eating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and running. And it's, it's, it's like, so, so coming back to your point about um, the, um, the kids and affirmations, right? It's your response, right? And they love to, you know, they love to dig in at each other. And so what I'll do is I'll say to them, I'll say, hey, listen, um, uh, I'll say, so So it's Abraham's my son and Ali is one of my daughters and Avani's the other daughter. So let's just say um, Avani and Abe are having an argument, okay? Like they're, they're like Avani, I'm just gonna use Avani as an example. She's like bugging him, right? <laughs> I'll say to uh, Abraham, I'll say, listen, don't give your sister the power right. to alter your mood. And now, because they love to like nip at each other, he's like saying, oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to be in charge. Yeah. You're not going to change the way I feel. And, um, and, and, I, and I try and do that with like, like when they get on the phone, all, like these are just little things, but like, you know, it, it's gotten to the point where they're just like, no, we know dad. Kind of like when I say, hey, um, if I gave you a thousand bucks, um, what's a better investment? A phone, an Apple phone or an Apple stock saying like assuming the the, the dividend on the Apple stock is not great. But, right. you know, basically I'm trying to teach them about things that give you stuff back versus thing that you just spend money on and advertisements are just focused on like try try to advertise a good thing to try to advertise to yourself yeah. and take the power away from the advertisers like oh you need this ketone meter it'll change your life like you know i would like to know if i'm in ketosis but you kind of know like if you haven't eaten you know, for 18, 19 hours, you're, you're probably in ketosis. Yeah. You don't need to spend the money on some ketone meter, um, you know, to spend money on like, again, I think training is good and I recommend a trainer, but you don't need to take some crazy training at the gym that costs so much per hour. How about just go out there and walk or just go out there and run. And the other thing that I think is kind of poetic. And again, I, I got nothing against people who are like loaded. Okay. But like, do you, you know, um, do you know what, uh, have you ever heard of the, the, um, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a name that they used to call British people. It's called limeys. Have you ever heard right. of it? Yeah. So what they would do is like, there's like a ship and there's all these classes of people and what they would do is they would give, they would eat their fruit or whatever. And then like the scraps, the scraps they would give to the poor people inside. Right. And so those people would eat the peels, like the quote unquote, the bad parts of the fruit, but they didn't end up having like a vitamin C deficiency. The people, the rich people on top did. And it just goes to show like, we can do this and we don't have to be loaded. Like we can get all these benefits without specifically having resources. Yeah, um, I, 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 I never knew, you know, they, they would always say, let them eat cake. Mm -hmm. 
and everybody thought that you know that that was something special that was the leftovers oh so when they you know and they'd say let them eat cake they were actually talking about the scraps they weren't oh. talking about here let's make them a cake oh my gosh i thought that i i didn't i, I thought that was interesting um i have a, a one, one last question two questions for you what does the word dare mean dare 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 is if you were to dare me to do something i would say that are you talking about what I feel now or what I feel before? No, just, I, I like to ask what the word dare means and what the word care means to you. Ah, putting together ah, my, the title of this, uh, of this podcast. I'd say dare is you're, you're trying to, if I dare you to do something, I am asking you to do something that's out of your comfort zone. Um, and until, hey, B, you can go ahead. Um, and until you are out of your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. So if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, so I love like even, even this interview, right. It's kind of like, it's kind of like uncomfortable just uh -huh. to think, I mean, if, it, I, if I take that back to do an interview with you is easy. Cause we've been talking for years and years and years, right. But to do the interview at all, or to, you know, to be on to take that leap, right? Yeah, it's it's not something that we do, right? Um, but if you're not doing something that scares you, like I like a funny thing is, I'll send you a picture, but like, um, I colored my the top of my hair blue, like a light blue. Okay. And well, by the way, but it looks good on you. Like light blue <laughs> on me looks terrible. I look like, <laughs> I look like Hades from that one Disney movie. Um, so I looked I look terrible and. When I go back to it, my kids asked, why'd you do that, dad? It looked terrible. I said, you know, I, it, it's something that I want to do that brought me out of my comfort zone. So to, to it's almost like if you can, if you can, um, if you can condition yourself that you, when you get those feelings in your stomach and you're doing something that you shouldn't be, or that feels scary, if you can get good at Hey, I'm about to do something that scares me, but this is good because this is where change really happens. Then you're kind of like set for life. You know? And how about the word care? I think care is easy for you because you you dare to care since I've met you. Um you. Uh, we were talking about this before we started. Um, like, like so let me just give a real brief backdrop. Um, when we first met. Uh, you were, you had been in the hospital forever. You knew everybody and everyone. I didn't know anybody. So number one, what does it matter to you to reach out to me and become my friend? Nothing. Cause you know, everybody, I should actually be reaching out to you to be your friend, but you're, you're, or from your perspective, what does it mean to know, to talk to this doc that I've never even met before? Like, is he a total you know, is he a total hole or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> and and you still, you still reached out. So you've always dared to care. And then when we would talk, I remember we were talking right before this is there are times when you would come out and you talk to me and I was thinking, what do, what does she want? And you didn't want anything. You just wanted to be a human being, which I love. And it's always been like that. 
Um, and so for you, you do this exceptionally is you take the uncomfortable step of always putting yourself out there and you do it a lot. And I'm sure people have seen that, but it's, it's a skill and maybe, maybe you were born with it. And I, I'm, if you were, I'm glad that you were born with it. Um, I'm, my I'm, parents will tell you, I never knew a stranger. I didn't like, I, we would be on the bus yeah. and I'd be going up and talking to people, meeting, meeting new friends on the bus, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's, that's like my, um, that's like my middle daughter. She like, she like talks to anybody. Um, so, so dare to care. I think if you don't, if you don't take the uncomfortable step of trying to show people or just connect with people, I think, you know, we're all at a loss, you know, so Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I'm going to stop this recording now and then we can stay on for another second. Okay, cool. That's a wrap for this episode of Dare to Care with Michelle. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of connection, alignment, rejuvenation, and empowerment. I hope you've found inspiration to live a healthy and vibrant life. If you're eager to take your journey further, please consider joining Patty Bain and me at the Dare to Care Retreat. Immerse yourself in wellness, affirmations, and self-care. Visit Dare to Care Retreat to learn more. Remember, taking care of yourself is more than a goal. It's a healthy, beautiful way of living. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave a review. Now it's your turn. Show someone you care today. And until next time, stay strong, love yourself unconditionally, and dare to care. I'm Michelle Wyman, your host, a nurse who believes in the power of healthy living, reminding you that caring is cool.